The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. I play Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Frankentrees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. Here's what happened last time on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Mordath Battleback, a member of Fight Group, is getting ready to fight Jeff. Peter bets all of his gold on Jeff, plus some of Fjordan's gold. We learn the rules of Fight Group. The fight begins, there are some brutal blows back and forth, and Jeff, he emerges the victor. There's a great deal of debate over who bet how much and how it should be split up, and it's eventually settled as an even split. Our heroes reached level two. They leveled up, and then they told us all about it. We read off the job board again and decide to accept the warg hunt quest. They picked up Farty the dog to track the warg in the woods, and after a brief search, the warg is found in a clearing and combat begins. Things seem to be going reasonably well for our friends, but Cheryl the Warg has cried out into the woods, and an answering cry was heard. We get back to Cheryl's turn, and what Cheryl is going to do on Cheryl's turn is Cheryl is going to cry out into the woods. You hear a bellowing Warg call, whatever a Warg call would be, a bark? With a, I don't know, what do you... Yeah, that'd be kind of a wark, a howl, yeah, almost like a. I think it's more like a coyote kind of. Uh, uh, kind of like a bark. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Cheryl yips and yowls, and in response, you hear some yipping and some yowling from behind you. That sounds terrible. And to the south, you see entering the clearing another warg. Another warg that for some reason is also named Cheryl. <laughs> That's not true. Cheryl, too. It's not really another Cheryl. Let me fix the is name right here. Is it Karen? Is it Karen? D- DM, is it Karen? It's not a fucking Karen. You know what? Fuck it. It's Karen. Yes! Oh, yeah. I was gonna, it was originally Janice, but now it's Karen. Karen is here to see the manager. 
Her friend is being attacked and she does not appreciate that. She brought in this coupon and even though it says it expired 17 years ago, she should still have that honored here. It says 100% off everything you buy. <laughs> and that's false advertising and uh, I think you're looking for a lawsuit. Uh, if you Anyway, enough Karening. That's pretty good. So we had Karen. Karen joins the combat round. Oops, that's a wrong Karen. <laughs> Hang on. Karen joins combat with a seven for initiative. So she'll be going right after Jeff. And Cheryl's cry was successful, so we move down to Peter. Peter, what would you like to do on your turn here in round three? Fudge. Top of the third. Fudge, 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 fudge. I would like to... You really just picked right up on that baseball metaphor. That was great. Going to get closer to Karen... And we're going to do a try two for Tasha's hideous, or I should say, just regular old hideous laughter. <laughs> Non-branded hideous non -branded laughter. Non-branded, <laughs> trademark infringing hideous laughter. That should be a, a Patreon individual's laughter. I was going to say we could do Karen's hideous laughter. But, oh, that's also pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Victor's magnificent fist lasted the entire campaign last time. I don't, I don't know that I want to say anybody of our beloved patrons has hideous laughter, though. <laughs> <laughs> they do have magnificent Victor's fans. wonderful laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should name it Victor's irresistible laughter. Ooh, irresistible. I'm getting in your fucking character sheet right now and doing that to that spell. Where are you, cantrip? Victor's attractive laughter. Victor's seductive laughter. Ha 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 ha. Victor's ha. attractive laughter. Ha, 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 oh, don't do that. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, no, stop. <laughs> Tickles. <laughs> I just let that and put it without contact at the very end of the episode. <laughs> it tickles. All right, <laughs> I cast Victor's, Victor's attractive laughter. Victor's attractive laughter. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you were casting this against Cheryl, right? Uh, or Karen? Oh, you do want to do it against Karen, okay. Yeah. Um, mm -mm. The mega voice, Cheryl. That's a wisdom saving throw of, oh man. Karen will speak to the manager. She rolled a 20. Oh, man. Jeez. They will not be denied. Will not be denied, even though this coupon is only good on Sundays and she's there on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> what else would you like to like do on you your turn? you worked in the industry before. Yeah, I've spent some time behind enemy lines. I retreat. <laughs> run away. <laughs> Bravely ran away. away. I only have like... <laughs> 15 feet of movement, so I just move away. Hopefully I'm not in some quicksand or whatever the fuck this is. No, it's just clearing in the middle of the... <laughs> I'd run away into some quicksand. <laughs> There's no such thing as quicksand. Only slow sand. Fjortan. I don't know why I keep emphasizing the tan. Fjortan. Fjortan. I like Fjortan more, not Fjortan. I'm going to go kind of diagonally about 10 feet I'm going to stick with my original plan and do poison spray. 
onto Cheryl. Exactly. Hot ropes of poison are sprayed at Cheryl. Oh no. She's got to make a constitution save. Uh, that is a four. So I think Cheryl does not make that constitution save. It's a 1d12. The ropes, they're so hot. Oh. Hot poisonous ropes. For four. Four damage is taken. You would say at this point that Cheryl looks bloodied. Like I said, I can only imagine that uh, Indiana Jones face kind of melting. No! Just like that. Alrighty, we move on over to... I'm assuming that was the end of your turn, by the way. End of my turn. Cool. Jeff, it is over to you. I hear Karen want to talk to the manager. And I fly into an unholy rage. (laughs) 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 So I am raging. You are raged. The barbarian rages. Taking a uh, cut at Cheryl here. Um, Nine. Unfortunately, nine is a miss. But your rage is sustained. We move over to Karen's turn. I'm assuming you're done. Too much rage. All right, so we got to choose between Jeff and Peter, and uh, it looks like Jeff is the one that Karen really wants to see. (laughs) (laughs) She's got enough movement. A warg, by the way, I was quite surprised to learn, has 50 feet of movement. Holy moly. Karen, the warg, is going to get right directly opposite and therefore gain advantage on her attacks against Jeff. They're getting manager seeking double teamed here. Uh, That is going to be a 21 to hit, which I don't even have to ask. And then she is going to do do, do, do nine damage, which I believe if you're raged is halved. Yes. So you'll take four. Always round down. And we begin round four of combat. Cheryl is going to make another attempt to break on through. Fuck, man. It is just sucking it up for you today, Cheryl. Cheryl attempts to break out and with a seven does not. That's fantastic. That uh, entangle sure has worked out. Uh, Peter, it's over to you. Yep, it is. Um, (laughs) I'm going to run up to Karen. And attack. Pokety poke. Uh, I'm going to say from where you are that you would have advantage you are flanking. Because here at the VGAT, we use the optional rule of flanking in D&D, where if you have a creature, an enemy on opposite sides, you get flanking bonus, which gives you advantage. Bonus flanking. Or flanking bonus. Flanking bonus. I don't even know how to attack with a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) i guess you have it it's probably been two years since you've attacked with with what you had a sword i think a short sword or a long sword as yeah yeah that's right all right so uh got my long sword out and uh 19 got your long sword out you got Got your your long long sword in you got your long sword out and you stab it all about. about Non-plussed, I believe, is how you describe that reaction. A 19 is a hit. And that'd be... uh, 
Hold on, I don't know how to do damage for physical weapons either. Uh, so we'll say, what do I add to that? You are going to add your strength modifier, which I believe is a plus one for you. That is right. So that would be a total of eight. I'm gonna take one quick double check here on something. Don't you want somebody to love? Don't you need somebody to love? You have a longsword, right? That is correct. So I was mistaken. I thought that a longsword was a finesse weapon, but it is not. Finesse, you could have used your dexterity modifier instead, which is a plus two instead of a plus one. However, what you can do with a longsword is it is versatile. You can choose to attack with it two-handed, which would get you a d10 worth of damage instead of a d8. Oh, well, that makes sense because I don't have a shield, so... Uh, I'll try to do... You know what? We'll try This time, I did it one-handed. Maybe next time, we'll switch it up. Okay. I appreciate your dedication to honest gaming. Yes. Any movements uh, or otherwise? Bonus actions, etc.? No. Um, but uh, I'm going to try to use my plot point here. Oh. 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 I'm, uh, as I uh, strike Karen, uh, I'm going to notice that uh, there's kind of like a a little bit of a hill or mound of dirt behind her. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks like to be kind of a whole bunch of slithering poisonous snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's poisonous snakes in the woods over by Karen on the hillside. Um, Give me just a second to see if Uh, I can... Oh my. Oh my. Uh, can I find some snakes? I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. All right. Well, thankfully, there's this icon uh, for a box of poisonous snakes. <laughs> How convenient. Swarm of poisonous snakes, by the way, is a enemy available in the uh, fucking player's handbook here thingy. Um... Uh, so let's add them. Why don't you roll me a d20? Uh, nine. That's a niner. They're going to get added into the initiative order at a 13. <laughs> God, what is going on here? I have no idea. Oh. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, so we're, we're playing lost. Okay, good. <laughs> and there's a smoke monster. Oh, and a hatch. And there's people on the other side of the island. Maybe. And if you haven't seen Lost... Don't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> don't. Spoiler alert. It sucks. Okay, so we got some snakes in the initiative order at 13. And, uh... Peter, do you have anything else you're going to do on your turn? Uh, nope. Excellent. Oh, well, I'll just yell out. Hey, guys, there's some fucking poisonous snakes <laughs> over there. Look well, out. Look what, out and watch stuff. out. Well, why didn't I notice those before? Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine living life as a D&D character? <laughs> uh, I don't know, there's fucking maybe snakes. <laughs> what? There's snakes! Oh my god! Uh, so the snakes, uh, the swarm of poisonous snakes on their turn. Um, Karen is close to the poisonous snakes. They are going to attack Karen because, well, they're mad. They're poisonous snakes. What do poisonous snakes do other than be mad? Unfortunately, they only rolled an 11, which does not hit. 
but there they are in the turn order. Just await. Do they get flanking? Um. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, as long as an enemy is on the other side. So. Oh, unfortunately, that's a critical miss. Oh, <laughs> Worth a try. One of the snakes bites one of the other snakes. <laughs> Just start what? eating. Stew. <laughs> Fjorten, it is over to your turn. There are some snakes behind you, but they are not within reach of you. Oh, is it, oh my god! What is this called? The snake swarm. Uh, a swarm of poisonous snakes. Should just be like an orgy of snakes. You. Just, a, just an orgy of snakes over there. That's what I... Plot point, that's what I saw. <laughs> you already the, used it. You already okay. used it. <laughs> what if you just came across a snake orgy in the forest? <laughs> gross, gross, gross. Uh, little turned on, but gross, gross. <laughs> All right. Um, I have the weirdest boner right now. <laughs> Confused boner. <laughs> Fjorten, before we go too much further down this room. Oh, put your wiener in it. Put your wiener in it. My wiener will not go inside of it. I actually move 25 feet northwest, kind of out of range of the box of snake. And I'm going to do a, a bold move, Cotton, and unconcentrate on my current entanglement and do it once again. So I'm going to kind of try to entrap Karen and Sharon. Okay, the very first thing that's going to happen as you start running away is that Cheryl is going to take an attack of opportunity against you. Cheryl can still attack, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, she is restrained by your stuff. Let me just double check and make sure that this is... Uh, well, that what? was what we call in the biz a mistake. Uh, entangled creatures are restrained. Restrained... Let me just double check just to make sure I'm not fucking up the rules like I usually do. What kind of poisonous snakes are these? What are my choices? Copperheads, cobras. They're, uh, Egypt was troubled by the horrible asp. Asps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Asps. A restrained creature's speed becomes zero and it cannot benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage, so that's a thing we fucked up. And the creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay, so there's nothing about he can't attack, but he gets disadvantage on that attack. Either. Yes, indeed. So let's roll that on up. Um, that is a 17. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, disadvantage. That's a 12. That will miss. All right. And so now you are going to attempt to recast your God entangle. Dang. God damn. So if I do the entanglement spell, Jeff would only have slow speed, but not attempt to be entangled, correct? Uh, anybody that's within the area is going to have to do that strength saving throw or be restrained. Well, he has some pretty good freaking strength, but I don't want to risk that. Does that change your choice that, of that action? That would change my choice of action a bit. We'll leave that entangle alone then. I appreciate it because I don't really want to F up my bud here. Cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Well, tell me about your alternate choice. I thought that was a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out. Uh, oh. It had the slow build. Yeah. The snakes are rattlesnakes. 
group of rattlesnakes specifically. It was called a rumba of rattlesnakes. (laughs) Yes! A rumba. A rumba, if you will. You used a plot point to create a rumba. (laughs) I did not know that. That's fun. That's a fun fact. Um, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to stand where I am. Okay. You run away and do nothing, and Tangle ticks down one turn, and Jeff, we are back to you. Ah, I'm so mad. (laughs) Uh, You're really taking your roleplay to the next level here. Swing my hammer (laughs) at the stupid warg that I'm so mad at. And you get advantage on that. I'm so angry. Oh. Uh, 25. Most certainly a hit. Jeff Smash. 14. Oh, man. Cheryl is, like, on death's door. Not quite dead yet, but knock, real knock, bad. Knocking on death's door. Anything else for your turn? Yeah, uh, I'm a boogie over here. All right. Karen is going to get an attack of opportunity against you as you boogie over there, away from the snakes, and that is a miss with a mere nine. Disengage, guys. Remember, disengage. I'm so angry, I can't think of disengage. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm so angry. I'm so mad, I can't disengage. Uh, Karen, let's see. I'm going to roll a die to determine Karen's action here. Uh, Karen's going to attack the snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Seems smart. (laughs) I mean, they're poisonous. Uh, so let's see here. Let me start off with just assigning hit points to these guys. A swarm of snakes has a lot of hit points. Uh, so Karen, Karen takes a bite out of the snakes. Uh, that's, what is that, a 12? What's the AC for poisonous snakes? Wow, a, a swarm of poisonous snakes has an armor class of 14. I feel like a pile of fucking snakes would be pretty easy to hit. Yeah. But apparently not. Karen misses the pile of poisonous snakes, and we begin round five. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl's not real happy here, and Cheryl, yep, Cheryl's gonna make the smart move. Cheryl's gonna try and run. Um, So the very first thing that she's gonna do is she's going to leave Jeff Cock Thunder's melee range, granting you a attack of opportunity should you decide to take it. I will. Give me that roll. Ah. Uh. <laughs> much rage. 18. 18 is for surely a hit. Roll me some damage. Actually, you don't even need to roll damage because whatever you do, as long as you do at least one hit point of damage, Cheryl goes down. Nine. That's a niner. And Cheryl is dead. Tangled up in the... Jeez, there's like a... Is that a call on her turn? (laughs) Allow me to retort. (laughs) Dueling buttholes over here. Cheryl is removed from the turn order. And Peter, it is over to you. Well, I got Karen right where I want her. (laughs) So I'm going to strike again with my longsword. This time using two hands. Your loyalty card only has seven punches in it. How do I, uh... The evidence is right there in front of God and everybody. How do I do something with two hands? Uh... Well... We'll probably have to fuck around with your character sheet later to figure that out. Do it, just do it with dice for now. Dice? What the fuck is this? Like a filthy fucking animal. Where is it? Ten. Ten, ten, ten. There it is. Give me that attack roll first. 
I know how. I know how to do it. <laughs> Aggressive. Uh, I think it's a plus five. <clears throat> 20. 20 is a hit. Do, do, do. That would be a nine plus one equals ten. Ten damage for surely gets Karen into the bloodied range. Anything else on your turn? Um, let me just check. Probably not. But let me check. Checking. No. Stay where I am. Cool. A swarm of poisonous snakes lashes out at Karen. And that's a 19 for that advantage. Ooh. They are definitely going to strike. Let's do some damage to start with. They do a grand total. Oh, wait, sorry. There's a saving throw. I almost forgot to do the saving throw. That's a fucking failure. So uh, Karen is going to take a total of seven piercing and 16 poison damage. Ooh. Karen is brought low by the poisonous snakes. She's dead? She's fucking dead. Oh, uh, you, wow. Yeah. Poisonous snakes turned out to be extremely effective in combat. <laughs> All right, plot point. Good use nice. of the freaking plot point. Yes. Yes. I assume those snakes can't uh, move very far or fast. Uh, they don't want to move. They're they're like they're happy in their box. They're up in a shrub. They're having an orgy. Leave a, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> That's why they were lashing out. Yeah, away. Well, <laughs> stop here. interrupting my orgy. <laughs> Our orgy. It's true. I probably lose track. All of right, it. and I turn into a snake. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't mind if I do. I know where I'm going. Do you mind if I slither on in? That's probably going to sound terrible in a like, <laughs> really sibilance. All right. All right. So, unless you guys get within five feet of this box or bushel or whatever of snakes, you guys are out of combat at this point. Do we, uh, we have to bring back a corpse? Um, do we, is there any benefit to bringing back two ward corpses? You don't know. I guess we might as well Can bring I carry back two ward corpses. I think so. How big is a warg? They are pretty big. They are large monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think that you could. I mean, you could drag at a minimum. You guys could rig up a little, uh, the fuck do you call those things? You're dragging the wounded soldier. I know what you're talking about. Travois. Was it what? Travois. T-R-A-V-O-I-S. Huh. All right. I'll go ahead and take your word for it. If anybody knows Travois, it is Jeff Cockthunder. Travois. Multiple Travois. Anyway. Yes, you are able to drag two back to town should you choose to. We choose. Right, guys? We choose. We choose. See Maybe you got like, <laughs> you got like Jeff oh, in the middle. Bring out the Spanish. Eh? <laughs> Spanish with V, he got C. Yeah. We learned three numbers and the word for yes today. <laughs> Travoy. Oh, that's Travoy. how you pronounce that. Huh? Aren't you embarrassed? Travoy. Travoy. I've only ever read that word. I've never tried to say it. Yeah, makes sense. Well, how do you spell French? it again? T-R-A-V-O-I-S. You should never, VGAT listeners, make fun of anybody for mispronouncing a word that they've only ever read because, well, it means that they read. That's true. We're also dishing out the French. You have uh, Travoy and Boulet. 
I I threw out a German number earlier too. Whoa, zweiundzwanzig. Yep. Yep. I believe you. I think that's fifteen. Why is German words so long? And they always sound like I thought you said cursing Jerry out. Zweiundzwanzig. <laughs> 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 Hello, VGAT fans. Welcome back to our podcast, nay, our adventure. We're so glad you've come along with us. This week, I have a little correction to make. I screwed up here on the advantage rule. Turns out, the rule says when a creature and at least one of its allies are adjacent to an enemy and on opposite sides, etc., etc., etc. Well, in this case, the Orgy Snakes and Peter were not allies in this situation. The enemy of my enemy is not necessarily my friend, just someone interrupting a snake orgy. So, for those of you who choose to play the flanking rule in your home games, keep in mind that even though we've been playing D&D for this podcast for nearly three years, plus the games we've played outside of this podcast, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing at all. But putting my failures as a DM aside, I'd like to tell you all about our website. Why, you ask? Well, because our website has links to all the best things in the universe for VGAT. It has, of course, all of our episodes. If there is ever a problem with your podcasting platform of choice or something has gone wrong with our distribution, know that you should always be able to find our episodes there. Beyond that, there are links to all of the delightful places to subscribe to our podcast. There's also links to places to donate, like Patreon. Those donations help support what we laughably call art, therefore making you an official patron of the arts. But really, it does help us keep the show going by paying for the website, all the mechanical podcast stuff, the artwork, and all the rest. So hey, it's great stuff. If you're interested in any or all of those things, check out thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com, for all of your VGAT needs. Well, that's what I've got for all of you this time around. Thanks again for the continued use of your ears, and let's get back into the action. So uh, I, I imagine the scene here is going down the road. Jeff Cockthunder is probably in the middle. He's got one leg each of the wargs, and then uh, Fjortin and Peter are on opposite sides, each also holding a leg, and you drag a couple of wargs back to town. You head on back to the courtesy gobble, two wargs in tow, and I would imagine you're getting some stares as you drag these monsters through town. People are probably pretty impressed. I mean, these are some big, gross beasts that are angry and legendary for being like the mounts for goblins and things like that. You uh, drag these beasts up to the door of the courtesy goblin and you head on inside and ask for a member of the wilder people. You guys are going to meet a young woman by the name of Paige. If I can get her icon up on the screen here. 
Paige is a tabaxi, which is a cat lady. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Paige. Hold on to my wallet. (laughs) Racist. (laughs) Speciesist. Paige has wares if you have coin. Cat people run down. (laughs) You make a fine rug, Cap. God, it's my favorite fucking line. did nothing wrong. Heard that line so many fucking times. You make a fine rug, Cat! (laughs) (laughs) I've never played as a Khajiit ever. It's so funny to hear that. Any of those games. Fucking over in every place. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's alternating between that and you shouldn't have come here. <laughs> everybody just hates them. Yeah, yeah. everybody fucking hates Khajiit. Mm-hmm. Speciesist. So I found a picture of a Khajiit from Skyrim, actually, that we're using as a picture for Paige. And as you enter the bar, Paige, well, Paige can smell the uh, the scent of warg on you. And uh, you guys don't even really need to ask around, really. She comes on over and she says, Smells like you killed a warg. Good sniffer you have, Cap. Um, too bad you can't smell that there's two wargs. <gasps> Dang, y'all killed two. I'm just, I don't know. I went sort of Irish for a second and now I'm going Southern. I feel like she should be Southern. Dang. Got them two wargs coming in here. Y'all killed two <laughs> wargs. Uh, she goes on to explain that the original quest here, the original bounty was for, um, was for 12 gold to kill a single warg. She says she can't double it, but she can give you 20 gold in total for bringing in two of them because they can sell the parts and all the rest of that fun stuff. But the original bounty was only for one. She asks you if those terms are acceptable. Can do better. They'll make fine rugs. (laughs) (laughs) do you want to try and persuade no i don't care okay i would actually like to see if we can get a rug out of this deal oh you want a rug Ooh, yeah i think we all need something better to sleep on Mm -hmm. it might be worth it to keep one of them maybe maybe jeff needs a new floor rug to sleep on or something hmm yeah I mean, these are really, really big animals. I think you could easily make a cock thunder sized rug and then two normal sized rugs. What do you, what do you wear for pants? Do you have like a loincloth or what do you got going on? Pants. That'd be like, (laughs) be like a dress to me, a loincloth for him. Cod piece. That's it? It's one of those ones that doesn't have the sides. It just reaches under. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? No. Can you jump make those? No, you can find it. It's just a cup? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I imagine. Look, I don't know. That's all I imagine a cod piece was. Are there Wait, different kinds? Do you think it's a it's like a cod piece with like the jock strap where like your bare ass is that's hanging it. out? That's what I fixed it as. That's weird. So, um twelve gold pieces. Well, so she was gonna give you twenty, yep. but she says if you guys want the if you guys want the skins, if you want the hides and tanned and all the rest of that. Uh, she says that she'll give you, because a part of what they, a part of what the wilder people do is they take the monsters that people kill and then they sell off the parts and that's a part of what they pay bounties out. So she says she'll give you guys 15 gold for killing the two wargs and then you can come back and four days for pelts. For two pelts? For three. One really big one and then two regular sized ones. Oh, so, they, so we can get yeah. three pelts out of this thing? You can get one cock thunder size pelt out of one warg, and then you can get two pelts out of the other warg, one for each of you And guys. then 15 gold on top. I mean, that sounds like a fair deal. Yeah. 
Paige. Paige is quite pleased. You guys get a firm, hearty handshake. <laughs> I don't know why I was trying to think of something cat. Like she licks, you know, she like shakes your hand and then bats at it a little bit and then she licks her paw, <laughs> rubs her face. That's <laughs> us. That's a greeting. Thank you. Can Deal we get a, Can we get our gold right meow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this guy. <laughs> Did she appreciate our cat humor? Uh, let's see. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have you make a... Just give me a straight up charisma check for your meow joke. <laughs> That's going to be a 13. Yeah, I think she likes it. Right. She's not like rolling on the ground laughing or anything. It's not like Victor's attractive laughter level or anything like that. But hey, uh, I think Peter's sweet on page. He might whisk her away. <laughs> Can we not start? <laughs> Cat puns. Maybe we can come back to finish furnish furnishing the place. Perhaps. <laughs> furnishing. Perhaps. Can we please pause this conversation? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, uh... I'm better than digging my claws into some puns, though. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, man. That is... That is something else. Uh, okay, so you guys... Uh, you guys got four days. Uh, so right now it is the ninth day of Ico, by the way. So you guys can come back on the 13th. Pick up your pelts, and there you go. You have successfully completed your very first quest for the Wilder People, which will unlock even more quests for the Wilder People. Yes. Huzzah. Huzzah. Uh, oh, and by the way, do we have, like, reputation? I am tracking secretly and in the background reputation for <coughs> all of these different factions as you work for them, including the houses. Oh, we can become guild masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, let's take a step back here. Cause one of the things that I did was I actually created ranks in all of these factions for you guys to gain. Having done your very first quest for the wilder people and gaining one reputation with them, you are now a snare within the wilder people. And you're aware that the next rank, some renown away is an arrow. Ooh. Ooh. What is that good for? Um, basically what your renown does within a guild is it allows you to sort of cash in for greater favor if you need it. Um, it'll increase your rewards when you do quests for them. Uh, it'll unlock higher levels of questing, etc., etc. Honestly, the first time I've ever fucking done guilds in a campaign, so I'm not really 100% sure. Um, but those are some of the benefits that I'm aware of. Maybe there's even cooler stuff. I don't know. Maybe there's even cooler stuff. I don't, I don't even know. I don't Maybe know. there's some... Even cooler stuff. I never know. Could be. Could. Could very well be. Oh, stadium seats. We have some new additions to the map. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, uh, you know, like a gladiator arena here? Well, I was thinking a little bit about the stadium seats, and I was thinking a little bit about the... There's got to be something... There's got to be something for uh, Melvin to bet on. You know, ponies, dogs. Melvin's uh, not part of this adventure. Fucking shit. R.I.P. and Melvin. A thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. That's really funny is... that you guessed that because it's that's actually about what it is. <laughs> a thousand, we are a thousand years in the future? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So Melvin probably died. Well, how long, how long do, assuming he lived a full and bountiful life? Well, assuming he didn't become a lich. <sighs> so Awesome. Th- yeah. <laughs> Can we go back and play those characters? Are there any remnants of us like, in the world, like this little statue somewhere? I mean, we were pretty renowned. Maybe. There's like uh, a, a blender company. Oh. Uh, a blender Col- company? Colvic Aid. Where's <laughs> KitchenAid there? Colvic Aid. Blend all your fruits, berries. Drink the seed. Drink the seed. It was so aggressive, too. <laughs> Drink the seed. A thirst annihilator. When it hits the back of your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy townhomes. We got government buildings. Fancy townhomes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, oh, can I... We got a pergola. Pergola. All right. Yeah, I've been adding some Libraries detail. Libraries and That's archives. Where you go to, to pergolate? Is that uh, area when they built the stadium? Did it gentrify the whole area? Mm-hmm. Totally. What's this little area that... was does it say? Dirty ruins? Oh, the dirty ruin. That's your... Oh, uh, the dirty ruin. Oh, how long did it zoom in? Lubork River. Heart River. The womb that we named last time. The Massa River. <laughs> Oh no! Mm-hmm. I believe that's a river in Morocco. We got well here in America. First, what kind of crops we got over here? I I'm not a farmer. Well, let's determine what do we got growing, guys. Peter Willows. Did you just make that up? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. awesome. <laughs> well, that's the that's the big one on the west here. We got a big field of Peter Willows over what here. What is a Peter Willow? I don't know that we should define it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just everybody's growing pita willows. It's uh, it's like cotton for this world, I feel like. I feel like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's 100%. It's 100%. You like my sweater? It's 100% pita, <laughs> pita. willow. <laughs> <laughs> what, all right, what else we got? The town of my childhood with the wind blowing over the fields of pita willow. <laughs> <laughs> As we walk in Peter willow fields. I think we have... Um, we got a, uh, in this field, we have gravy melons. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, wait, which one? The, uh, wait, if you it? click and hold, it'll, oh, uh, that's cool. There you go. Wait, where was it? Do it again. Oh, wait, I have to hold. Oh, there it goes. Okay. I'm sorry. What <clears> did you <throat> call <laughs> gravy melons? <laughs> would you eat a gravy melon? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Face covered in gravy melon juice. <laughs> Are there any you feel deep un- down in my gravy melons? <laughs> That's got a weird porn feel to it. Gravy melons? Oh man, I'm gonna gravy <laughs> up her melons. <laughs> any unpleasant stereotypes of gravy melons? I don't. I hope <laughs> there you pick them up. They're a bit slimy on the outside. It's just naturally. And on the inside. And on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gross all the way around. <laughs> fucking teenage boys are fucking gravy what? melons. What? Why do we grow these? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're disgusting and no one likes them. There's like no nutritional value. They're the food of the poor. Oh my God, that's perfect. There's a fucking there's rat. A gravy melon stands everywhere. Rat, 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 uh, rats on a stick with gravy melons. <laughs> <laughs> like a chis kebab. Street food gravy melon. <laughs> Got your gravy melon. Gravy melon's here. Cup of gravy melon. 
Grab a mallet here. Grab a mallet here. And it's just it's just a fucking sloppy like paper waxed cup or whatever of just and slop. he grabs it with his bare hand, <laughs> slops it in there. <laughs> Fancy some gravy melon? Gravy melon for you. Oh, your whole copper for a gravy melon. <laughs> All right, Sam, you got the next crop field here. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Peter Willow and Gravy Melon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we got a, we got like a syllable to pattern to follow. <laughs> gravy Melon is like <laughs> two different words. You got a four syllable. Mm, I want some, I want some Heidi Donkey Barley. Donkey, donkey barley. barley. I like it. Which one's the Donkey Barley field? Donkey Barley. I think we'll just go down to the south here. Donkey barley. It really gives your ale a kick. Donkey barley. Amberries. <laughs> Amberries. Rum ham. <laughs> they go good with gravy melon. <laughs> That's what you wash them down with. Hamberries. Hamberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hamberry juice over here. Hamberries. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly rotten hamberries. Scrotatoes. <laughs> oh my god! I That's good. Boil up, mash up, put up in your stew. <laughs> Scrotatoes for me and you. Scrotatoes? <laughs> Scrotato fries. What are scrotators precious? <laughs> scrotatoes. Yep, some scrotatoes. <laughs> we need some scrotatoes too over here. Scrotatoes. Scrotatoes, scrotato. <laughs> they don't know which field is which. Oh, whatever. They're leathery. That's <laughs> all you tell if they're ripe. All right, we got we got three more fields. Oh, jeez, we do. Yeah, well, on this map anyway. I mean, it's not to say that they couldn't grow two of the same thing, but I feel like if you're gonna grow scrotatoes, you're gonna grow scromatos too. <laughs> yeah, and they have to be right by each other. They're near each other's. Yeah, and that's the all day on the farm. You're just like eh, scrotato, scromato, scrotato. That's a common saying in this town. Scrotatoes, scrotatoes, scrotato. You say scrotato. I say scrimato. <laughs> People are going to think we're drunk. <laughs> or high. Or high. Are there any illicit drugs here in this town? Or maybe they grow like a tobacco. Tobacco? Oh. Like licking frogs? Grinnaman. Some, some dilly weed up in the front. Um, like a... Like a spacho. Some, spa, some spacho. That's the street name for it. Spacho? Spacho. Hey, you want to get spotched? <laughs> hey, you got a little spotch on you. Splatter leaf. Splatter, Splatter leaf? Mm. It's what they use for toilet paper. Of <laughs> 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 a toilet paper field. Splatter leaf. There you go. Splatter leaf. The leaves are absorbent. But it gets you a little high as you... Everyone's high. It's also a topical narcotic. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. It gets you like a numb butthole, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Your butthole is comfortably numb. <laughs> 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 
if you do end up having diarrhea, you just feel real. I mean, it just eases the pain. That's uh. kind of what I was going for. Like it's a, some narcotic that they chew or whatever. But one of the side effects is <laughs> you get a little splatters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a field of tux medicated pads. But I like better. Like it's a leaf that they use for toilet paper. That's pretty good. Splatter leaf. <laughs> I like it. All right. We need two more. This is a small field. What else are the needs of the village that we aren't meeting? Um, let's see. They need some iron and they need some vitamin C. It, maybe gravy melons are rich in vitamin C. What else do we need? You know those hamberries do have a bunch of proteins in them. They got to. They, they need something that heals. Something with healing properties, maybe. Helps them make a poultice or something. Hmm. Hmm. Don't you make poultices out of mustard? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean the plant. Some kind of seed? We need something that just grows seeds. Seed. A, a seed seed? <laughs> Maybe it's dark seed. The dark seed plant. We need a big field of spider leaf, though. <laughs> There's a lot of shits being taken. <laughs> I feel like it's a fast-growing plant. What are you eating right now? Nuts. Is it corn nuts? We, oh. should, have, we should be growing we would some... He- we would hear it if it was corn nuts. We should grow some nut corns. Nut corns? Nut- Ch- chud seeds. Ch- <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what's splatter leaf again? That's the toilet paper of the land. Nice absorbent leaves. You can have like two ply splatter leaf. The rich, the nobles have three ply splatter leaf. Also, the leaves are a mild narcotic. There you go. There's an entry for splatter leaf. All Somebody right. can find a picture and send that. You can grow some <coughs> leppermint. <laughs> What? I don't know. I'm just making some, things up. <laughs> some some chatteries makes you just look more attractive. What? Tell it some chatteries. What? Oh, ch- Chad. C H A D. Chatteries. Peter Willows, splatter leaves, donkey barley, gravy melons, gravy melons, hamberries, scrotatoes, scromatoes. <laughs> we got one more. Wait, two more. I feel like scrotatoes and scromatoes are just potatoes and tomatoes, but they're really wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, identical. And hairy. <laughs> ah, that's, that's how you know they're ready. <laughs> you have to shave them. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to shave them before eating. You gotta sh- shave the scrotatoes. <laughs> when the hair starts turning white, they're not as juicy. <laughs> I mean, they'll still work, but they're not. You don't want to. <laughs> no, just <laughs> they, they have bloody marys and have to squeeze the scromatoes. It takes them. a while to prep them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pull a scromato or scrotato out of the earth uh, mid-season. They're real hard and real firm. You get to the end of the season, they're just soft, just flaccid, Flas- flaccid scrotatoes. When you cook them, they turn blue, and you know they're ready. This was uh, much weirder than I thought it would be for this recording session, but here we all are. Well, we can save some of these fields. This doesn't have to happen tonight. So you guys got like, what, a week and a half before we record again? Bro-nanas. Bro-nanas? <laughs> I feel like that's got to be somewhere more tropical than where we are, but I like it. <laughs> Broken nuts. <laughs> <laughs> also tropical. <laughs> <laughs> Broken nuts. <laughs> Broken 
It just sounds like broken nuts. It does. Broken nuts. Uh, broken nuts. Broken nuts. I think we've got enough testicle jokes in our uh, current crops, but uh, <laughs> who am I to say? <laughs> Bananas are shaped like two high-fiving arms. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how they grow together. <laughs> when they when they touch tips, then you know they're ready. <laughs> oh, touch tips. <laughs> that's how they pollinate. I think we should move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, we kinda, we've kind of reached. We've kind of reached that pinnacle. Yeah, of, uh, yeah. yeah. We we had some inspiration there for a bit, and uh, we had some we laughs. It all up. We had yeah. some laughs. I feel like we've moved into that now that the the stonks guy has become the meme for everything else. <laughs> there's the one where it's comedy. That's where we're at. Corn, corn <laughs> should be one of the fields. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the little one. And corn. Well, gentlemen, here we are. It is Ard's Day. Ard's? Tenth of Ico. Still early summer. Is that a day of the week? Do they yeah. call them, do they call them weeks? Ard's yep. Day. The weeks are five days long. Are they called days? They are called days. I didn't go too fantasy to call them something else. Hours? Do we have hours and minutes? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The I'm day questioning, <laughs> questioning reality now. Whoa. The days are 87 hours long. <laughs> no, they're not. They're just regular, call it 24 hours. Is this on Earth? Do they have a sun? Uh, it's not on Earth, but there is a sun. Is there a moon? There's a moon. There's a single sun and a single moon. I think we joked about there being two moons because that's such a sci-fi fantasy trope at one point. But no, single sun, single moon. Are there moon babies? There, yeah, <laughs> 100% there's moon babies. And someday, you guys will get to meet them. Yes. Are they born in like a specific phase of the moon? The characters finally met the moon babies. Some just say he just looked like a splatter on a telescope. Mm-hmm. They killed trolls, slayed dragons, and they had the times of their lives. That's one of my favorite ones of the entire thing is when he's introducing all the characters. Snodgrod and Zingfroz and fucking, it's like. <laughs> Zingfroz is the hot lady in a bikini. <laughs> no, it's, it's like 80 hot ladies and then the last one's like a troll or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Zingfroz, what a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used those for monsters at one point during the last campaign. I'll have to what's bring his, that back. What's his dog's name? Zorloff. Zorloff? Oh, I thought it was Zorlag or something. Zorloff shit in, in the, the shower. shower dude. <laughs> I chopped it up with a magazine and it went down the drain all right. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. It's day six of this campaign. We're six days old. You're six days old. You were just conceived and born into existence in a f fake reality six days ago. We, uh... We got a couple of quests done so far. I've, I've got this handy cheat sheet here that tells me that you guys have completed four quests so far. And uh, I have a couple of things that have not made it onto the job board, but we do have still Beer Fetch. We have Protection Services. Those are the two that have been sitting there for a little bit. And then I added one new one called Stolen Purse. This one is actually a quest for the City Watch uh, that... Uh, Fjortan, you heard a rumor through your friend Sylvie O'Halloran that uh, Eliza Smith of House Smith recently had a purse stolen. She'd like the purse returned. She doesn't really care about the contents, only that the bag itself is returned. It has, as she says, sentimental value. 
Uh, the bag is a small handbag of red leather with a silver clasp in the shape of a skeleton. Eliza is willing to pay 25 gold pieces upon return of the handbag. No questions asked. So, beer fetch, protection services, stolen purse, or other? Well, I feel that Ard's day is my usual day to go down and talk to uh, my buddy Holden Tallstyle down in Tiny Town. Hey, Sunday's drinking day? Ard's day? Ard's day's, Ard's day's for Tiny Town. Just a check-in and... See how everyone doing down there? That's a, I feel down like, there. That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're not four foot four. Oh yeah, I feel like that's like the prime opportunity. Like when you're, when you are something, you can you're like in. You're part of the community, so you can poke fun at other folks. Like when you're, when you're a bigger person and you see somebody else, you can be like, "Hey, Slim, how's your day?" <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's not acceptable if you're outside of that community. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh... You guys all gonna is, go? Is, every, is everybody going to Tiny Town? Are you gonna invite your friends to go to Tiny Town? I mean, they can go into Tiny Town. They can't really... I'm not sure if they'll be able to fit inside the tavern, though. Is Tiny Town fit for all accessible for peoples? I mean, you know, it's like, it's not going to be super comfortable, but it's not like so absurdly far off that they're, that they're not going to be able to like, get in the door. Okay. Then yeah, of course, everyone's always welcome to Tiny Town. Everyone's welcome in Tiny Town! <laughs> Can't believe you asked if this town is normal accessible. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> we'll just say... <laughs> just say that you did <laughs> i'll just say you, that's a well, that's a political Look, promise have, you could stand behind him. did he say that i'll just say he did could i mockingly wear somebody's house as a shirt like all of their worldly belongings are falling out the bottom of it you're just like ho 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 i am house man <laughs> I really want to see you do that at some point with one of those plastic playhouses now. Like, <laughs> you in real life do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a house man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Why you... are the houses so tiny, but the tavern is humongous? Well, taverns are always bigger than houses. It's a, it's a rather large and accommodating tavern, and it's got some spaces for, you know, uh, medium-sized folk. But it's, uh, it's caters more towards people who are small folk. Mm-hmm. And to use those terms in non-offensive ways, I am specifically referring to the D&D classifications of small and medium creatures. And you'll find that most of the, the dwarven halfling, like I was saying, workers of the, of the area always just come here. This is kind of their meeting spot. There's some dwarves that hang out here, although dwarves tend to fall in that medium creature range. Uh-huh. Um, but you'd be, you'd be on the larger end of the spectrum. It's it's largely halflings and gnomes that hang out, and, and well, really the ones that live in Tiny Town are halflings and gnomes because, you know, it'd probably get really fucking irritating to be, you know, two to four feet tall and trying to live and work and operate in places where everything's built for people that are four to seven feet tall.
Campaign 2 Episode 6, Fine Rugs, was released on January 26, 2020. Are you brave enough to come back next week for more... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Bonus flanking! Or flanking bonus! Flanking bonus! I don't even know how to attack with a weapon.